0: Welcome to One World, One Future, the bite Size podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nevison, and we highlight changemakers around the world who are making a difference in their community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. After a short break, we are now back and ready for things to be even better than before, and I am so excited to kick off this little short break with the one, the only, Miss Courtney Adelman.
1: Yes. Hello. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just finished up some work not too long ago and, you know, it's Wednesday, so we're halfway through the week, so I'm feeling good.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That's good to hear. It's always amazing to have the good half of the week because I'm like, the hard part's over. The rest of the week's party time. Um, (laughs) Made it through that hump. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely, Wednesdays are always like that rough patch of the week. Exactly. Exactly. Let's go into why we're here. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So uh, my name is Courtney
1: Adelman. I'm 25 years old. I'm originally from Boston, about like 40 minutes south of Boston, but I actually currently live in Los Angeles. I live in Marina del Rey. Uh, A little bit more about me, I went to school at the University of Miami. So I have a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism. And then I went on to become a news reporter and a news anchor for a little over two years. Uh, I got into that industry because I wanted to tell inspiring stories about people with disabilities, inspired by my little brother, Evan who has Down syndrome. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't really able to do that so, so much when I was physically reporting because it was right in the height of COVID. So I made the decision, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later, to kind of get out of the industry and move across the country to California. And now I currently work as a content producer and I have my own online series. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: That's awesome. And you kind of just brought us right into where I wanted to go. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us what your online news series is all about? And I know the name, which is... Positive TV. Yep. So P O S I and then capital TV, which yep. I just think, before you answer this, this, is the most unique name ever. Like, that is just so cool. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you answer that. Yeah, yeah. No, a little uh, play on words, like kind of, you know, positive,
1: but TV, because I feel like there's not enough positive TV out in the world. So that's kind of why I started it. But just to kind of expand on uh, what I was talking about a little bit earlier. So I got into the news industry originally to share stories about people with disabilities. and just like those inspiring community service type stories that, frankly, we don't really have enough of in the world. Um, And unfortunately, you know, when I was being a news reporter, I was reporting on COVID sort of negative things every day. And I wasn't able to tell those stories that I wanted to tell. And I always had a passion of advocating for people with disabilities and giving them a voice because, you know, sometimes they aren't able to share what they want to share. I know for my little brother, he isn't necessarily able to kind of advocate for himself. So that's where I sort of came in and started these stories and, uh, Now I have done about almost 12 episodes. I'm still kind of working it. It's still fairly new, but I do them about every other week to share different inspiring stories about people with disabilities. And it's called TV. And yeah, it's just to kind of share those good news, those good positive stories that we don't have enough of in the world. So that's kind of the long-winded answer of how it all got started.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. That Wow, I just love that the like the reason it started. It's just so so inspirational. Wow, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing positivity?
1: Not too too long, so almost about half a year. I started back in January, so a little over half a year. Uh, I stopped being a news reporter and a news anchor last year actually right around this time last year so then I was kind of making that transition moving to California also getting a new job so that way I could afford to live in California Uh, and then kind of once I got my feet on the ground and started to get more resources and sort of finish that planning phase I started it all up.
0: That's awesome that's uh, so exciting. (laughs) Do you have a favorite episode that you want to share with the audience on your TV series? Yeah, there's been so many. Can I share a few? Is that okay? Go for
1: it. Uh, Totally go for it. (laughs) Let's see. So my first episode was actually about this movie called Best Summer Ever. And the movie features a fully integrated cast and crew of people with and without disabilities. But the movie itself isn't about someone who has a disability. It's just an integrated cast of people playing you know, cheerleaders, football players, whether they have a disability or not. So that was definitely one of my favorite uh, episodes because I thought it was so powerful because I think there's a statistic that it's something like, you know, one in five people in the whole population identify with having a disability, but like one to two percent of roles in Hollywood are actually played by disabled characters. So they were really trying to, you know, break that barrier down and show people that they can produce a full length movie with people with disabilities. And I thought that was amazing. So definitely check that out. It's on Hulu streaming on Hulu. So you can check that out. Um, Another really cool episode I did was about a man named John who has cerebral palsy and he is literally like an it genius. He can figure so many things out on the computer and he has his own business. He has a degree, and he's also a psychic medium, which I thought was just crazy and super cool.
0: That's really cool. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. so cool. Um, <laughs> so you said where we can watch the movie. Where can we watch your series? So it is all on YouTube
1: right now. I also share it on my Facebook page, which is Courtney Adelman TV. And
0: also I share it on Twitter, which is Courtney ATV. And like always, audience, all those will be linked down in the description, (laughs) so no need to grab that notebook and scribble it down, which I know I always do, but it'll be linked down, so just go to the bio, click the link, and you will be able to view it wherever you find most easy. Um, Alrighty, so moving into your advocacy, why, or more what, is your favorite part of being an advocate for people with intellectual disabilities? Well, I think just bringing people with
1: and without disabilities together, you know, having a brother with Down syndrome, it's something that I've always been used to. But from a young age, I realized that other people didn't see my brother that same way and they saw him as being different and they sort of isolated him. So I realized that we really needed to bring people with and without disabilities together because that's where inclusion begins. And that's where what it's all about is, you know, sharing stories, having these events and really breaking down those barriers and that stigma to, create inclusion. So yeah,
0: that's probably having those events are probably my favorite parts. That's awesome. I actually was going to ask you, what have you done to bring awareness to people with intellectual disabilities? But you kind of just answered that. So (laughs) that was like a double. Perfect.
1: I like like, to think my series, does. sorry, I like to think, um, you know, my series TV does that as well, because again, people with disabilities aren't super represented in the media. So I share these stories about people with disabilities in hopes that it's normalized that, you know, you're seeing people like me just as much as you're seeing someone with Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or whatever it may be.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love that. I'm definitely gonna have to go check that out because- From how you make it sound, it sounds amazing, and I know it is because you're amazing, but (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be epic. Um, So what is your favorite part, besides from bringing awareness to people with intellectual disabilities, of being an advocate for such a huge community? I think being able to share
1: a lot of the experiences with my little brother, Evan, I've had him on my show multiple times because he's great. He loves to sing and dance and he loves to be in front of the camera. So I think being able to share those opportunities and experiences with him. I've had talent shows in the past to raise money for uh, the Special Olympics and things like that. And he's always been a part of them. Actually, in that talent show, we did a little dance together. So just being able to share that experience with him is uh, super awesome and really exciting for me. Wow.
0: Okay, so you brought up talent show. Can you just like tell us more about that? Because I I was like, oh my god, need no more. Yeah.
1: So this is actually a while ago. I was telling you a little bit about how I competed in the Miss America organization. So I was actually Miss Massachusetts Outstanding Teen uh, back in 2014, a while ago. So I did a lot of work then. My platform was all about the Special Olympics and advocating for people with disabilities. So I had a talent show to raise money for the Special Olympics, and it was so much fun. It really brought the community together, and I had a lot of Special Olympics athletes. There performing, including my little brother. We did a little dance from, I don't know if you know this movie, it's called Teen Beach Movie. It's like a Disney Channel original yep. movie. I love
0: and, them.
1: <laughs> love them. Yeah. The entire series is that. Yep. <laughs> so, my little brother is obsessed with that movie. So, we did a dance to that uh, one of those songs. It's like, I forget the name of it, but the song's like, What's going on? This can't be happening, or something like that. I'll have to look up the name, but I know which we, one you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we did a dance to that, and it was super fun. And it was just a way to, again, spread awareness and really bring the community together to raise funds for the Special Olympics.
0: I love that. That is so awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing that, by the way. I know that was yeah. kind of like off topic. I know <laughs> what. It was so cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so another question I have for you is what do you hope to accomplish with bringing awareness to people with intellectual disabilities? Mm-hmm. Well, definitely
1: making them more represented in the media. Again, just having that. Uh, idea of, you know, people like my brother being seen on social media just as much as people like me, because that's what inclusion is all about. We should be representing people with disabilities in all aspects of society, especially in the media and especially in things like movies and TV shows. Um, but also, I mean, I guess a short term goal is for Positivity is to kind of monetize off that, get sponsors and be able to travel and tell different stories in kind of different parts of the country or the world. So those are some of my main goals.
0: I love that. And I definitely know that you're going to accomplish every single one of them because you're, you're a girl a girl with passion and <laughs> everyone knows a girl with a passion can never be stopped. Exactly. So I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to follow along on your journey because it's going to be you. epic. Thank um, you. So if someone in the audience right now wants to almost start something like positiv TV, how would you recommend they almost go about that?
1: Yeah, well, if they want to do... Something with broadcasting specifically, I would say start off by honestly watching YouTube videos, learn how to edit, learn how to use uh, the camera. You can you literally just use your phone right now. Everything's right at our fingertips. You don't have to have some kind of crazy expensive setup, but just kind of learning and educating yourself on how all of that technology works to put it together yourself. So that way, you know, everything's right there and that you're able to do it as a one man band. Uh, and then just researching. uh you know, getting everything ready and just trying because the only thing you can do is try, really. And if you don't try, you'll never actually be able to do it. So just going for it, really.
0: I love that. (laughs) Almost staying on the same, like, how can the audience get involved type topic, how would you say the audience can be an advocate for people with intellectual disabilities from their own backyard? From their
1: own backyard, I would say... Being kind—it's as simple as that, you know. Reaching out as a friend to someone with a disability. Uh, funny story—I actually did a, a positive TV episode on this uh, company called All Friends Network, which was a organization that connects people with disabilities from all around the world. And it's sort of—it was really uh, interesting to hear about it because. The man who started it, he started with his father and it was called uh, he had cerebral palsy and he felt like he was isolated and he didn't have any friends. And I think it's just something that maybe people without disabilities take for granted and don't really realize. So just being a friend, being a neighbor, extending a helping hand. And also, I know you can't really do this from your own backyard, but just volunteering for Special Olympics events is a great way to really get involved and advocate.
0: I love that. And you brought up an amazing segue to go into. This podcast is all about people who do amazing things like yourself and how they're changing the world and their own community. How would you say the vo- that volunteering is really beneficial for you in positivity and all that you do? I would say volunteering
1: is super beneficial for me because it's extremely rewarding. I've met so many amazing people and I've had the pleasure of being able to share their stories. So it really just keeps me sane. It keeps me passionate. It keeps me motivated. And it's something I love to do and something
0: that I'll always do. Love that. And kind of staying on that volunteering topic, what is your favorite volunteering event? And it doesn't have to be anything with what you do, literally anything you've ever done. Which one has been your favorite? Probably. I mean, I always loved
1: volunteering for the Special Olympics, but there are so many different aspects in which you can volunteer for the Special Olympics. So I played on what's called a unified team, which is when people with and without disabilities play together on a sports team. And for me, that was probably my favorite type of event to do. My favorite thing uh, to do volunteering because I was playing on a sports team so it was like we were all together winning losing together we were a team it was amazing and it was also something for me at stepping out of my comfort zone because I never really played sports I grew up doing like singing and dancing and musical theater so I am very bad at sports I'm not the most athletic so it was really fun for me and it was me stepping out of my comfort zone and it was being a part of a team and it was just really awesome.
0: Which sport did you play on the on the team? <laughs> so I played flag football and I also played
1: basketball, which I couldn't even tell you necessarily how football works. I know the basics. Flag football is a little bit easier, but the athletes taught me a lot. So it was really
0: fun. That's fun. And I have to say flag football, regardless of how bad you are, it always is fun. It really yeah. always is. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. Definitely, 100%. So if someone in the audience wants to get involved with the Special Olympics, which one would you say is the best, like, first event to go to? Yeah, well, the Special Olympics has
1: year-round events. They have them in the spring, the fall, the summer. Similar to, you know, whatever season it is, you know, football is in the fall, so they'll have flag football in the fall, that sort of thing. And just by typing in Special Olympics in Google or going to their website, you should be connected to your local Special Olympics organization, and you should just probably volunteer for one of the day-long events. You can pick if you want to keep score, if you want to be a fan in the stand, which is when you literally just go and cheer athletes on you know, clap for them, you can have signs for them, that sort of thing. So just volunteering in one of those day long events to kind of see how it works and get used to it is what I would suggest to do starting out.
0: I definitely am going to have to sign up for that because that <laughs> just
1: sounds like so much fun. For a little fun. And they usually give you a free lunch too, which is a plus. So, <laughs> and yeah. you meet a lot of cool people.
0: That's awesome. That's really awesome. I <laughs> definitely know where I'm going after this is done recording. <laughs> yes. Um, So, and almost kind of staying on that same volunteering topic, I like to ask this question on every single interview I do because everyone gives such an amazing answer and they're all different and it gives the audience an amazing way to give back to their community. So that one question is, if you had 10 minutes to volunteer and make a difference in your community, how exactly would you spend those 10 minutes? And the more specific, the better. Okay. So if I had 10 minutes to, what was it, make a difference or? Yes. Make a difference, change the world, pretty much give back to your community, but you only have 10 minutes. And that includes prep work. Okay. 10 minutes to change
1: the community. I think I would, let's see, maybe have some sort of small event. It would definitely be me and my brother Honestly, I think I would maybe have my brother and I sort of do a live type of newscast or kind of skit similar to Positivity, TV where we talk about, you know, our upbringing, why I want to do this. He talks about a little bit about what it's like to have Down syndrome and just having the two of us together to share our experience, you know, a person with and a person without disabilities, I think could be really impactful to show the world what's possible and just show the world what inclusion can be like if we all come together as one. I love that. And if you don't mind me asking, how old is your brother? He is 22. Wow. That's yeah. So awesome. we're only about two, two, two and a half years apart. Wow. Yeah, That's we're awesome. We're super, super close. He actually, he's obsessed with pageants and like singing and dancing. I think because, because we're the two youngest and we were kind of grouped together a lot, he would always have to come to all of my pageants and all of my events. So he loves it. So yeah, I would definitely have him involved in those 10 minutes. And I think together we could show the world what inclusion really means.
0: That's awesome. That's def- that's so awesome. <laughs> I definitely think you should do that, though, regardless. So <laughs> yeah. even though you have like for the rest of time, but I think right. you do that.
1: Yeah, it's- if we could have some sort of like live event. Even though 10 minutes, I feel like, is longer than a lot of people think when you're, you know, speaking on stage or doing a performance or anything like that. And my little brother loves to perform as well. So, yeah, I think the two of us doing something would be really impactful.
0: That's awesome. So now we've kind of moved out of the more questions part of the podcast or that's all podcasts really are but (laughs) we're moving into the fun part as i like to call it this is the speed round and it's more just to get to know you and how you like stuff in the world like favorite color it's very basic stuff icebreakers pretty much that's what it is you have 30 seconds on the clock to answer as many questions as you possibly can (laughs) okay right now we have the record of 14 questions Oh, wow. And if you beat 14, you get bragging rights. Oh, <laughs> it's pride, not prize, which I need to make a sticker. I kind of want to make a sticker. I think I should. Would I'm you gonna... want a sticker if you won the speed round sure. challenge? Why okay. not? <laughs> then we're making a sticker. We're going to make a sticker, everyone. Um, the audience knows I've been saying I'm going to make a sticker for like the last like two months. So I'm actually <laughs> yeah. going to do it this time. There we go. But are you ready for the wonderful speed round? I think so. Alrighty. And I have my timer on my phone. I'll, when it goes off, we're calling time. Okay. Alrighty. I'm going to have you give me a countdown, then I'll start asking the questions. Okay. Like a three, two, one. Yep. Whenever you're ready. All right. Three, two, one. Favorite color? Yellow. Favorite animal? Dogs. Favorite sport team? Patriots. Favorite food? Pasta. Favorite vacation place? Ooh,
1: I guess that would have to be Hawaii, even though I've never been, but I want to go. <laughs> Love that. Favorite memory of 2021? Ooh, of 2021 would probably be, oh gosh, that's a tough one. It seems like such a blur because I was reporting in COVID, but probably probably moving to California, actually. Duh. Love that. <laughs>
0: uh, favorite holiday? Christmas. And last one, favorite word? Um, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I love that. That was eight <laughs> questions. You did amazing. Oh, that is, how did somebody do 14? They, uh, some they their answer for favorite memory of 2021 was COVID. Because it was the first thing that came to their mind. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know oh, why I, I said like super califragilistic That's literally the longest word I could
1: think of. And I don't know why it's the first word that came to my mind, but I just had to say it.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You did amazing. And the audience got to know more about you, which was the entire point of that. Yes. So good job. That deserves awesome. a pat on the back. <laughs> And then we have one last question. I cannot believe how fast almost 20 minutes has flown by. Um, yeah. And that is, is there anything else you want to share with the audience? No, just
1: to uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and watch All TV. And if you have a story idea or if you want to be a story, then you can also email that to
0: TV at gmail.com. Awesome. And like I said earlier, her Positivi, uh account on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Is that is that all? Yep. Perfect. Will be linked in the description as well as her YouTube and her Instagram and probably her Facebook, which I think she has one. Yes. Um They'll all be linked down there, everyone. Just go check it out. Um, thank you so much, audience, for sticking around for 20 minutes, listening to us talk, learning more about Courtney. She's an amazing woman. Go check her out after the fact. Um, she's doing amazing things, and we all should be a part of her, next, her journey moving forward. Um, but, yeah, that kind of wraps up today's episode, and I will see all of you in the audience next time. And thank you so much, Courtney, for joining me. Thank you so much. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevson on One World, One Future, the Bite Size podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.